Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. We are talking about when someone tries to ru- to ruin your reputation and posts some really damaging things on social media. What do you then do? On the line, we are joined by Lerato Ndwampi, who is a social media legal consultant. Hey, Lerato, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Well, I could be better because I was disturbed when I read this mm. email from Anonymous. From what we from what we are reading, is it possible that Anonymous was actually hacked? Mm. It is definitely possible, especially on WhatsApp. Uh, it seems like he was hacked because um, he's obviously his messages are now being sent uh, from his phone. So there has been a a scam actually going around where people will ask you to send a verification code, and that um, you know is a way to sort of like scam and map out your um, your your WhatsApp um, uh, communication. So it's very important that people have a second verification uh, method or authentication process so that they are able to pick this up. Mm. Are they able to locate the device to see where these messages are being sent from? Since we, mm. we've come to the conclusion that he actually might have been hacked. It is possible. So if the person, um, you know, if the person who has hacked his phone, um, you know, has a number, if they have the number of that person and they're able to locate the IP address, it is possible to sort of find out where about they are. But they would need a protection order so that they're able to get, they're able to subpoena uh, Meta to be able to give them that information or to be able to subpoena um, uh, an internet service provider like your MTA and Vodacom. So you would need a protection order, uh, not a protection order, an order in court that actually allows Meta or um, uh, the internet service providers to actually give you that information. Otherwise, if you don't have a court order, then you aren't able to give um, out that information because of the Popia Act. Mm, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was my next question. From a legal standpoint, what would what uh, would Anonymous have to do in order to have a case open? and have that, uh, you know, open the case because the police aren't really helping. He went Mm. there, tried to open a case, presented the evidence um, that he has, and they said, no, you need to get a cyber security expert to assist you. So I think what he should have done was obviously it is important to build a case. So take screenshots of all the the Facebook messages, the WhatsApp messages, make sure that you build a case. And I would have even sent a letter um, to the perpetrator. So you can actually send a letter via WhatsApp or via Mm. Facebook or via Instagram where you say, please stop. If you don't stop, then I will be able, I'm going to take this further. I'm going to pursue legal action against you. So in that case, you include that as part of your evidence so that when you go to the police station you have all the information because essentially what this is is actually is outside of hacking it's also malicious communications in terms of the cyber crimes act and in terms of the act it is illegal for somebody to threaten to damage your property um or to threaten you uh, with 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 things and also um you know there's a little bit of defamation uh, that is there mm, as well mm. um of, of of these posts so it's very important that you gather all that evidence and you actually 
go either to, to the police station to lay a charge. If they don't entertain you there, I would go to the magistrate's court where you would in, um, uh, where you would apply for a protection order. Mm. So the letter that he actually wrote, that would be his affidavit because he's essentially set out all the things, what he would need to do and to go an extra mile is mm. to mention the dates and include the screenshots so that he can get an interim protection order. Once you have an interim protection order and you don't know the person who's actually has hacked you, then what the court does is that the court would then issue an order um, which would be given to uh, internet service providers for them um, to actually investigate and ascertain the name of the person, the address mm. and the uh, of the perpetrator uh, so that they're able to trace um, them. So it is important that you get a protection order first because the protection order is that is what will actually mm. activate mm. the investigation from the police because then the internet service providers because you have an order yeah. the internet service providers would then be able to conduct some sort of investigation and also be able to give you that information but it needs to be collected in a legal way mm. so that the person can then be identified if they have recut their sim cards um, for them to be able to identify as well from the towers where exactly mm. the person posted this information from yeah i'm glad you gave us two options because you know the the the, the automatic response is go to the police go to the police sometimes mm. the police mm. aren't helpful so the mere mm. fact that we can actually go directly to the courts to say this is my matter this is what has been happening to me and then they can do something about it is actually great now how common are such cases with uh, social media being you know so open and people can say what they want to say mm -hmm. about anybody how common are such mm -hmm. cases Lerato? They are so common, Dombi. You have no idea. It happens all the time. It happens to even children in high Yo. school, children in primary school. It's constantly something that we are dealing with and we've been seeing it prevalent and happening because people actually don't realize that there's legal uh, com uh, consequences and mm. legal ramification for their conduct on social media and, and unfortunately you can't be an egg on Twitter or an invisible um, you know uh, on, on social media you we can actually find you and we can do something about it I think people just need the proper language to understand even when they go to the police station even when they go to the magistrate's court they need to have the language of actually what is happening to them um, and obviously I do think that you know um, uh, SAPS also needs to be trained adequately yes. they do have facilities where they actually deal with forensic investigations and cyber crimes but it's cases it's mostly cases that involve like money laundering and that's they, they pay attention to that so i think you know going forward it is very important that they get training so that they're able to deal with people in a a, a, a human uh, manner and so that the people can actually also be helped but it is important that they have the evidence because police people especially when it comes to cell phones there's no way that they can get that information unless you provide it to them people mm. have this mis uh, this misconception that i'm going to go log on to facebook and find the the information myself no you need to be able to go there have the screenshots print them out mm. build a case say mm. this is these these are the steps that i have done 
and I now need you to intervene. And in most cases, especially in the magistrate's court, they are able to to assist you and then they get uh, the police involved. So it is very important. And I mean, I love the, the way he actually even wrote his letter because that could be an affidavit and that will obviously assist him in obtaining a protection order, even when the person he doesn't know and he doesn't, you can't locate the person, but it would obviously lead the police and mm. also lead um, you know, the, the courts in the right direction in trying to ascertain who the person is. Mm. Lerato, earlier on we had Anonymous, um, I think she was from Bloemfontein, who was talking about how uh, her ex-husband is on, is just going around saying terrible things, basically a smear mm. campaign and, mm. uh, you know, she it's been going on for three years. For people that mm. have been enduring bullying so, uh, mm. on social media, uh, someone saying terrible things about them on ch- at church where can they get a hold of you so that they can get the help that they need because sometimes you just feel so helpless Mm. No, it is very important. And I think that's why we have to send out cease and desist letters, yeah. especially to people people yeah. who can actually afford it. And then obviously also approach the courts when necessary. But I mean, people can get a hold of me. Um, they can use my email address, info at Laraton Tuampe. So it's info at L-E-R-A-T-O-N-T-W-A-M-P-E dot C-O, no, dot com. So dot c-o-m yeah okay so they can reach out to me then and then i can be able to assist them if necessary please say that email address again so the email is info at l-e-r-a-t-o-n-t-w-a-m-p-e dot com or they can also find me on facebook under my page it's laraton tuampe and uh, they can just send me a direct message there and then I will be in touch with them. Fantastic. Thank you so, so much, Larato. Thank you so much, Ndombi, for having me. Thank you. There you go. We just had a wonderful conversation with Larato Ndwambe and uh, she is a social media legal consultant. If you missed it, catch the Rewind on radio2000.co.za.